Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty In Depth. I'm Colt, here with Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing fantastic because it is the holiday season, and my favorite part of the holiday season is, number one, eating, and number two, watching college bowl games. Absolutely. Uh, we just uh, saw a couple college playoff games, a great game between Clemson and Ohio State, some elite fantasy and future dynasty assets played in that game. What do you think? Who, who st- did anyone stand out to you? My man, JK Dobbins. Um, I, he was kind of the guy I had. I thought everybody was too low on. Yeah. Um, and he, I think he proved in the game with, you know, 200 plus yards. He looks so explosive. Yeah. He, he looks like everything we wanted from little muscle hamster, Doug Martin, but better. And I just think I think that he is going to do well at the combine, and and I think that when he becomes the RB one in this draft, and when you go to your rookie drafts, don't be surprised. Yeah, we love Swift, we love Taylor, but I think Dobbins could jump both of them. I think well, right now Dobbins is my my RB two. Um, so we'll see. What about you? Yeah, I mean, he just jumped off the page with his explosive, and we know the NFL loves Ohio State players. <clears throat> every year they're they're drafted you know first two rounds you just see littered with ohio state players uh, especially you know zeke i was a little surprised last year mike weber uh went a little later uh didn't did not really do much but i think jk Dobbins, even when he got hurt like he came back after a pretty severe ankle sprain from he's what fighter. I, from what i understand he's he didn't look as explosive but man he still looked good out there and that's what you want to see uh it, it was unfortunate that Higgins got T Higgins got hurt during yeah, the game. Really wanted to see him play against yeah, the elite talent. Yeah, that that was unfortunate. ETN, he is. I have a little bit of a fear that teams aren't going to see ETN as a three down back because I don't think he is going to be very much over two hundred pounds when he comes in the draft. When you just look at those two players, they looked like they were both running at the same speed. I mean, it's so hard to tell, but running at the same speed. Dobbins looked just as explosive as ETN. But I don't think ETN's going to be a three-down back in the NFL. That's just my that's just my fear. Some team's going to bring them in, him in more as like a Jamal Charles sort of kind of hit the big run or something like that. I don't know if he has the body type to be three-down back. Yeah, ETN. That was a very confusing game for me watching him because I was basically told, and I basically saw in the box score throughout his his career that he doesn't like to catch the ball. But he looked really good yeah. and natural catching the ball in that game. Three catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then when I watch ETN play, I had the same feeling you do. He looks a bit small. And sometimes when they rush him, I, I, a couple games in a row, rush him you know, inside the five. And he, and, and he just – it doesn't seem like he can barrel it in. But then he did – you, did you see his one – uh, touchdown run to the outside yeah. where he stopped, stiff-armed the guy, and then blew through three oh, guys. Yeah. It was a very confusing game. I can't wait to dig into his tape. Um, I think he is going to... I, I do think he... I really hope he measures in at 210. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think speed-wise, he's he's going to blow sub 4-4. He might have the fastest first step in, of any of these players. Right. Like that instant explosion. He goes from 0 to 100. Oh, yeah instantly so it was, it was odd because i liked seeing him catch the ball that part was great but uh you know it mixed bag as far as running the ball he did have 16 carries for 107 but right. one of them was for 70 yards um and ohio state's so tough what a great defense i really wanted to see higgins and ross against 
uh, the, the, the two best cornerbacks in college football, Akuda and Wade. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, we didn't really get to see Higgins. Um, what about Trevor Lawrence, man? 107 yards on the ground. That rushing touchdown was unbelievable. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty wild. Did you, know, you think like that was going to end so much earlier than it did? Yeah, you know, it was just like wait, when what, he gets what? going, like those long legs, he's gazelle. a strider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was yeah that that was definitely surprising. And you know, the we got to see two pro, two future top ten quarterbacks, top ten uh, draft pick quarterbacks uh, play each other. I thought Fields looked solid as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, against that elite, de- I mean, cl- they both had elite defenses. It, they had elite. Both teams have elite players all over the field. That's why it was such a great game. That's such a great both both games. I mean, dynasty assets everywhere. These are the best, most fun games to watch. Yeah, absolutely. The other playoff <laughs> game, uh, one half of the field was a lot of fun to watch. The other half, oh man, Oklahoma did not look good. Hertz was very disappointing. Uh, our boy CD Lamb, he had a great game. Uh, we saw that. Uh, downfield making plays at the in the first quarter, and then they fell so far behind. It was kind of disappointing. But LSU, man, tell us a little bit about their receivers. Yeah, I mean, I think the best group of receivers in the country. I mean, uh, you like Minnesota's top two receivers, but yeah, and rece- Purdue uh, and Justin Jefferson. You know, not a great, not a high profile recruit coming out of high school. I think he was a low three star, but fourteen catches. 227 and four touchdowns all four in the first half just truly a crazy game burrows he looks like the coolest quarterback that's ever taken a snap before yeah he looked like you know you remember how lawrence in the championship last year as a true freshman just looked like the coolest like he was just playing in a uh, in a high school game burrows looks like he just just he doesn't care And, and he looks so great um i really hope I really hope. I mean, obviously, he's the number one overall pick to the Bengals. They'd be crazy not to take him. I really hope he has a successful career because I really like watching him. Um, his Heisman speech, you know, really almost brought me to tears. <laughs> um, but the receivers, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall, which who was a five star, Jamar Chase, who's going to be a top receiver in next year's class. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase. He 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 won some awards this off season. That massive sophomore year that we love. He, he'll be a top 10 pick next yeah. year, I would think. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Man, he just came out of nowhere with such a great season. 50 catches, you know, 17 touchdowns, 1,600 yards on really efficient. This team is just rolling. It's going to be fun to see the championship, but this LSU team just really looks like one of the best teams we've seen in, in college football history. Yeah, and, man, Burrow, he looks so good. And there there's – there's nothing you can say to uh, against him, except he wasn't able to win a starting job at Ohio State. He came in his first year at LSU and did not do much. Mm-hmm. They got their new offensive coordinator from uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. But they brought in a system with these elite wide receivers and finally used them, unlike yeah. LSU pass. And no, I don't – like, obviously, whatever his – almost 60 touchdowns this year. It's not a fluke, Mm-mm. but is he as elite as those numbers are saying? I don't know. I don't know if I trust it. Trust the numbers right now. He is probably, he will be the first overall pick. I know he looks so good when he's moved around the pocket, but he has a lot of time back there too. That offensive line is really good. Those receivers are elite. Uh, Everything about this team is elite. I mean, their defense is great. Their cornerbacks are fantastic. That Derek Stingley, that true freshman, Derek Stingley, the cornerback, unbelievable. 
but it, it just gives me a little bit of a pause. Yeah, absolutely. When you see that one year, one massive year against a career of not really doing too much. Yeah. And in, at Ohio State, he was coming in against Braxton Miller, who was what, like a 12th year senior. Yeah. You know, somehow yeah. he, he got to play for, you know, it seems like forever. It really, I'm sure it's really hard to take a job from a guy like Braxton Miller. And JT Barrett. And JT Barrett, who who were just, you know, stalwarts in that and not team um yeah it'll be interesting you know if you if it's a super flex league you know well, obviously we'll break down the rookies but you know I, I really want my running backs to 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 be able to run the ball in fantasy football um it, it'll be interesting we'll, we'll break down the tape a lot more in the future but just unbelievable game 493 and 7 from him it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. i mean video game stats against uh, a, a quote-unquote playoff team yeah what do you think is going to happen i i don't know what the line is for the for the clemson game um, oh, man, but you got to take LSU to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. They've Cle- done, Clemson's a great team, but I, it, I don't think they're going to be able to score it. Well, like LSU LSU's done it against everyone. Alabama mm-hmm. when, you know, I mean, they, Alabama didn't have Tua, but their defense still was playing everyone. They needed to win that game. And you know, man, I still think Alabama would have gave him a better game than Oklahoma. Oklahoma oh, for sure. I don't think you could have put anyone else there and, and, Number four, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But man, that that was really ugly. Anyone else on Oklahoma worth talking about? Talked about Hurd, C.D. Lamb. Um, I like you know this will be for the future. But Jaden Hazelwood was a really high recruit, um, and and I think he's going to be really good. He's a true freshman. He had three for twenty five, but looked looked like he could handle himself out there. I wish there was some more running backs for for Oklahoma. You know, Kennedy Brooks. Yeah, you know. Doesn't doesn't really seem yeah. like there's much in, in the way of a running back no. after Trey Sermon got Trace, hurt. Yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, another bowl game that uh, we really like as Penn State and Big Ten fans was the Rose Bowl, which is an interesting game between Oregon and Wisconsin. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, one of the top three, four backs in this class. I know a lot of people have him number one overall. Uh, a lot of people have him right after uh, Swift. He makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, he's so good. He's so, so good. He's so good. But nine over nine hundred career carries, which is enormous. Like that's a massive workload. Uh, I, I was trying to find a similar uh, running back carries coming in. Uh, Royce Freeman was similar to that, and we saw that hasn't worked. He now you can't really compare the two because uh, Taylor's such an elite athlete mm-hmm. and uh, different body styles, different too. body styles. Absolutely. What about Melvin Gordon? Probably Melvin Gordon. No, he had like 500. He had, maybe he, only, he started two years instead of three. Yeah. He only started two years. So he was right around 500. Cause I thought about Melvin Gordon. I thought about Zeke. Yeah. Zeke was right around 500 carries. Uh, JK Dobbins just for comparison is right around 600 carries, which is a lot. I mean, I, Dobbins I, has been starting since his freshman year. Yeah. And he has 600 carries. I, whenever, uh, I know that was a worry when uh, Derrick Henry was coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many carries on his body. And we're talking like 600, a little over 600 carries. When you're up in that 900 carry, uh, you know, the only active player I saw, uh, Justin Jackson is number five in carries in NCAA history. Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern, right. yeah. He and so good. And that body, zero percentile BMI. Yeah. Uh, so that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, I thought Herbert looked better in this game than I saw him in big games uh, previously this year. I don't know how I feel about him as a prospect. He's definitely below Tua and Joe Burrow. Uh, He's probably the third quarterback, depending on landing spot. I agree with that. He doesn't accept me at all much, though. 
He doesn't. He uses his legs pretty well. Um, I think he's a smart runner. You don't see him take a lot of big hits. Um, obviously, we'll dig into all the film a lot more for you. I want to see where he lands. I see him in a lot of mocks. I love you know early mock draft season. I see him in a lot of mocks to the Chargers yeah. in the first round. That that would be interesting to me with Gordon Eckler, Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry, um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. That that's you know yeah, you want to see yeah. him being surrounded by weapons. Assets. But yeah, yeah, he. I don't know. You don't want to use easy comparisons, but he just doesn't doesn't look that confident. He he reminds me of Mariota for that standpoint is, hmm. is that he doesn't look that confident throwing the ball down the field. He looks yeah. like he wants to to take a lot of safe throws, check the ball down a lot. And that, that worries me for the NFL because you can't, you can't play in the NFL like that. No, you got to grip it and rip it. Yep. Any other bowl games you thought were interesting? Uh, the Cotton Bowl, of course. The Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there was a lot of uh, dynasty impact, but our Penn State Nittany Lions scored a pile of points. Well, we got KJ Hamler declared. Yeah. Uh, which was disappointing for us as Penn State fans, but exciting for the depth of this class. I seen him go as high in the second round in some mocks. Uh, he said in an interview that he is looking to run a, a sub four three at the combine. And based on previous history, we think the staff can probably get him ready to do that. Yeah, Dwight Galt, their <clears throat> strength and conditioning coach, is a is a machine. Yeah, he does such a great job with the players. So what I mean, what type of prospect will he be if he comes out runs a four? A sub four three is he a Marquise Brown sort of? He did does not have the same production. No, uh, the offense is not the same. It is well. not the same. His uh, his he's gonna have a high dominator. Yeah, I want to see him and Jalen Rager side by side as they go through the combine process. That makes sense. I think they could have a lot of parallels. I like Jalen Rager more right now, but I want to see kind of as those two as those two go down the same path. And uh, KJ amazingly has two more years of eligibility, um, but was able to come out because of a, a medical issue his freshman year. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty interesting. It'll pretty it'll be interesting to see. I think he's going to burn at the combine. He's small, yeah. very small. He's definitely a slot receiver for sure. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to beat any press coverage, but it the combine will be, will be very important for him. Not... And there was not a lot of prospects from Memphis. I was seeing that, you know, in previous years, there were some, obviously, some interesting players that came out of Memphis. Yeah, Anthony but, Miller and Darrell Henderson and yeah. Tony Pollard. Pretty good run for Memphis. I like some of the Penn State running backs. Um, Penn State's got a pile of running backs. Journey Brown, Noah Kane, Ricky Slade, Devin Ford. Yeah. Um, amazingly, Journey Brown is is kind of an, was kind of like an unranked high yeah, school yeah, prospect from Meadville. He had he 16 good. carries for 202 yards. Yeah, Noah Kane, Ricky Slade, Devin Ford, these are really high four-star or low five-star players. It'll be really interesting to see if any of them enter the transfer portal because um, you've got two more four-star running backs coming to Penn State next year. You don't really redshirt running backs, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with those guys. But definitely keep an eye on some of those for the dynasty future. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's continue on as we were doing previously. We're going through our buys, sells, and rookies we'd like to see on each team throughout the AFC. Uh, this is the last week of the AFC, and then we'll continue on through the NFC and then on to uh, more detail into rookies. But we are on the AFC West, the Denver Broncos. Start yeah. this off. Anyone you're looking to buy from the Denver Broncos? No. <laughs> no? Uh, simply, I think their skill positions are well-priced. Um, I really wanted to say Royce Freeman, but then when I dug into the stats, dug into the ADP, I mean, he got dominated again by Philip Lindsay. 
in two, 2018, scary. 2018. And that frightens me to be, to be honest, because I love the Philip Lindsay story. You know, it's great. It's great for football, local kid, undrafted, yada, yada, yada. But I, I'm not uh, Royce Freeman as a five-star running back from Oregon that, you know, just racked up the yards yeah. has early day three or I'm sorry, uh, mid day two capital. He should not be too worried about Philip Lindsay. And, and I don't know. I just, so no, I mean, I think Cortland Sutton is well-priced. I think Noah fans well-priced. So no, I, for me, I'm not, you know, Drew Locke is probably appropriately priced. So for me, I don't know. No, no glaring buys for me. I agree. I agree. Uh, we love Cortland Sutton. I mean, yeah. what he did this year was very impressive. Uh, we kind of expected it coming out of a smaller school, his rookie year, a little bit of uh, development and adjustment to the NFL game. But we see him just go out and dominate. However, like you said, he is priced where he should be for a ascending, pr- looking like an elite asset on an offense without uh, the type of quarterback we might want, the organization, eh. A lot of weapons with between him, Fant, and the the running back duo. Well, I'm not looking to buy either of the running back duo. They are solid, especially for uh, you know you know what they are. Yeah, in real football, I'm, I'd be fine rolling Freeman and and Philip Lindsay on game day. Absolutely. How about a sell? Um, no, not really. To be, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force things on you guys if I don't have one. Um, you know, I. I Royce Freeman at running back 34. I'm not selling him because he could take that job. And I think running back 34 is, I want all the running backs in the thirties just because they could have a job. Um, so yeah, no, not really. Not for me. What about you? I have Philip Lindsay yeah. as my cell RB 27, which it, it's fairly cheap in a draft, but he'll be 26 next year. Freeman. while He doesn't look like the better back is two years younger. Uh, on the DLF trade finder, I saw a lot of trades for a first plus. Oh, dead done. For yeah. early second done yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. So that that's where I'm at with Phil Lindsay. And some people out there, like you said, it's a, such a great story. And some people just love that. And he mm-hmm. he has been very productive. The But it's like a thousand yard productive, not a thousand yards and 500 yards receiving. Like yeah. he's not that elite running back. He's a fine RB2, three, and he's always going to be stuck there with Freeman on the team. So if someone views him as a high end RB2, possibly an RB1, then I'm def- de- definitely looking to sell him. Yeah, and that team, at least in the next year or two, I don't think their trajectory tells me that they're going to, you know, score more, a lot more touchdowns than they do no. now. And that's really what we want from our running backs. We want them tied to good offenses and we want them in the red zone. And we just don't see Denver there a lot. No. And that concerns me. Um, so, yeah, I think that makes sense. I would sell for obviously any first, um, maybe even early second. I think if you have, you know, if, if you've got Christian McCaffrey, you don't mind pairing your, your RB2 as Philip Lindsay. But no, no. I don't love the idea of um, rolling Philip Lindsay as my RB2 if I think that I'm a competitor. Absolutely. How about a rookie you'd like to see on the Denver Broncos? Yeah. So, what I was surprised by was how many picks they have. Yeah. Um, they have a first, a second, three thirds, two fourths, and then some later picks. So I think similar to the Colts, similar to the Jaguars that we talked about in the last episode, if they want to roll with Drew Locke, he didn't look as bad as I thought he would. No. Um, really small sample size. If they want to try to roll with Drew Locke, I want to surround him with weapons. I love Cortland Sutton. I think Noah Fant should be pretty good. He's a good receiving tight end. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
with that many picks, to me, they can use at least either a premium pick on a wide receiver or they can use a couple mid mid picks on guys. So I love the idea of a Jalen Rager. Um, I know we've talked about him a lot, but someone just to stretch the field. Uh, Cortland Sutton is, is very athletic, but I like Cortland Sutton as your traditional X. Um, I'd love to see someone else like Jalen Rager stretch the field for him. I think Emmanuel Sanders did that a lot for him before he got shipped to mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yep. Um, or you could take a couple swings and take a look at a guy like Devonta Smith from Alabama, and then pair pair him with maybe a Braylon, uh, a Braylon, or I'm sorry, Brian Edwards, Brian Edwards yeah. or Tyler yeah. Johnson, if you want to use two picks on some guys. But if you could go Sutton, Rager, Hamilton, Fant, with the running game we talked about, increase, uh, better your offensive line. That's a team that can compete in the AFC West. I absolutely, think. absolutely. I have a later round uh, rookie pick. Uh, he's more of a slot receiver because I was a little disappointed in our. Penn State, yeah. former Penn State player, Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, everyone was kind of looking for that uh, sophomore year breakout, but we didn't really see it. And with Cortland Sutton doing what he did, uh, it was definitely disappointing. So I have J.D. Spillman out of Nebraska yeah. as a day three pick. They probably get it, probably get him there. He's had over 800 yards every season he's played in college football. He's more of a return and slot man, which they could use a returner uh, as well. Every team can. He's 5'10", 185. He has a sophomore breakout and a 34% dominator rating, which is pretty good. He's just a little slot dude, yeah. very athletic. I mean, 5'10", 185 isn't that small. So uh, like I that. think he's a little flying a little bit under the radar. Uh, don't hear him talked about a lot, but I think he could be an interesting late-round pick for the Denver Broncos. I think we're both on the same page. We want to see some slot speed for them, though, right? Yes, absolutely. We need someone to stretch the field there. Hamilton just Cor- Cortland Sutton is just getting mauled by you know he's so physical and has such that great my ball attitude, but we need some we need someone to give him some space. Yeah, and I I think Fant will get there eventually, but yeah. it's tough to develop as a uh, rookie tight end. For and sure, it's it's going to take a few years for him. Moving on down the AFC West to the Kansas City Chiefs. Anyone you're looking to buy from the Kansas City Chiefs? Nope. Nope. No, I think Mahomes is your QB one. Um, I think Hill is the top five wide receiver. I think Kelsey's tight end two. I think Hardman Hardman looks like he's wide receiver thirty four. Watkins is forty four. I think all those assets are perfectly priced yeah. in my opinion. So I don't have any buys. You know, I, I looked at the wide receivers. I really. I don't know if Watkins is going to be on that team next year based on his contract. They can get out of it. Um, he's just been so disappointing. So Tyreek, I'd love to see Hardman take another step. You know, maybe they add a third guy. I don't think Demarcus Robinson is that that bad of a player. I no. think he's actually pretty good at three, but I don't know that I want to own him for, you know, his four for 42 games. Man, um, it, it's so frustrating because this offense is so good, but outside of Tyreek and Kelsey, who who can you trust? Nobody. Nobody. You're putting, unless you played Watkins week one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should have sold him after week one. It's <laughs> so hard a- to sell anyone. For, it's so hard to sell any pass, pass catchers. Because in my mind, I said, you should have sold Watkins after week one. But it's so tantalizing to yeah. have someone tied to Patrick Mahomes, which is why, you know, Hardman, 21-year-old rookie, didn't really even play wide receiver at Georgia. I- I'm certainly not banking on him becoming a wide receiver two in 2020, but... You know, it'll just be interesting to see if they add some weapons here. But but I don't have any buys for this team based on ADP. 
uh, sounds like you also don't have any sales. Is that true? <laughs> that, that actually is exactly true. I want to sell Sammy Watkins, but at wide receiver 44, I just can't. Absolutely. I have I have any running back, uh, Damian Williams. If there's still a truth, he, had a, he finished the year once again with a huge game week 17. We'll see if he flies through the playoffs again. Uh, and I don't know if you can even get much out of any of the running backs. Uh, I, uh, LaShawn McCoy there, Damian Williams, and who knows how long any, either of those are going to be there. Uh, Robinson, who was the third that they, who was the, uh, uh, Darwin Thompson, Darwin Thompson. I saw him in waiver wires in some leagues. No, yeah, I don't want any whack players or whatever. Yeah, whack with the wacky <laughs> Mac players. Um, yeah, no, I mean honestly, I didn't even acknowledge the running backs on this team as as. But I agree with you. If I can get almost any pick for any running back, I'm going to take it. I'm just chasing waterfalls, TLC style. I don't exactly. know what you're doing with these. How about a rookie you'd like to see on the Chiefs? Yeah, I, there's this screams running back here. Um, I love Chuba Hubbard for this team. I it sounds more and more as we get closer to the January 17th declaration time period that he is going to go back to Stillwater. Um, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't, if you're a running back, you need to come out as soon as possible. He led the NCAA in rushing. He did. Um, he has track speed. He's really good. Um, 20 plus catches every year. Yeah. He's everything you want. I, I think he, I, again, you're crazy if you're running back and you have day two capital to stay in school. He's very young too. He's he is. like a, He'll, he, if he came out, he would be. I think under. Tw- I think he'd be, be under twenty-one. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he'd be in his twenties, kind of like uh, Dari- when Darius Geis came out. The only knock on him, small knock, he did not face elite defenses nope. in the in the Big Twelve. And when he did, he did not fare very well. Uh, his his yards per carry against uh, top forty defenses, I think, is under three yards per carry, which you don't like to see. But man him on that offense with his track speed yeah. and someone we uh i actually had hubbard is who i'd love to see on it and then i had if hubbard do not, does not come out travis etn i think would be a great fit with a similar long speed yeah absolutely because and he, he's a perfect fit for that andy Reid offense yeah you're catch the ball in space yeah make people miss get to the end zone and you have so much space in this offense they yeah. do su- such a good job of spacing things out i actually have funny i have my, in my notes if if hubbard stays in school i'll go clyde edwards hilaire from lsu um which i think it's kind of similar to yeah to etn a little bit in the fact that he can catch he caught 50 balls last year he was pretty efficient um i think he can do it all in uh in you know you want to look for guys that can do it all in fat andy system and i think that either <laughs> clyde or ETN would be perfect fits in that offense. Absolutely, absolutely. Any of the and I believe they have their full arsenal of picks this year. I know they only had a second round last year. They they didn't have the first because of the Mahomes trade, which oh, was a waste it. of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was to my Buffalo Bills, so yeah, we yep. could have had uh, Mahomes instead. Ooh, yeah. And then we use that other additional first round pick to trade to move up to get Josh Allen. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked out really well. So Mahomes plus. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, these next couple teams. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. Chubba, if Chubba Hubbard or Clyde or ETN goes to the chiefs in the second round, where are they on your rookie board? Early rookie board. In the second round, it's going to be so hard. Yeah. It's going to be so hard. Maybe top four. It's going to be so hard, folks, whenever Swift goes to Miami in the first round and, you know, Taylor goes to Houston in the second round and then, you know, Dobbins gets a decent spot in the second round or yeah. whatever. And then one of these guys goes to, this to Kansas City. It's going to be so hard 
to figure out that's what she said what you're gonna do yeah well <laughs> that's how i'm gonna be whenever these <laughs> players go to these teams it's very exciting this year very exciting all right moving on who we got next we got the oakland raiders las vegas raiders the las vegas raider i guess yeah yeah las vegas Officially. raiders uh, and it, this one's a little bit tough. Not a lot of assets on the Oakland Raiders, but I do have a buy I want to talk about, and that is Foster Moreau. Yeah. We've talked a couple times about getting these elite, taking shots on these elite tight end athletes, and Foster Moreau is definitely that. Um, came out of LSU. Yeah, LSU. Uh, LSU elite athlete. Pick, right? Yeah, he was a third round pick. He's a throw in in a lot of lot of trades. He could on, be on your waiver wire. He could be on your waiver wire. He had five touchdowns as a 22 year old rookie, which is nothing to scoff at. He he is insulated by Darren Waller. Darren Waller was the pass catching tight end, but Foster Moreau was a three down tight end and played all, nearly as many snaps as Darren Waller did this past year, and that's pretty impressive as a rookie. Got hurt at the end of the year, went on IR because. They weren't doing anything anyways, and I think they really like him. Yeah. Uh, as much as he got to play as a rookie, uh, and you can grab him as a throw-in or off your waiver wires, that's someone I'm looking to get on my team, throw on my taxi squad. Uh, there's a lot of good young tight ends I'd like to take shots at, and this is probably one of the cheaper ones. Yeah, and I think the if you watched Gruden's offense this year, uh, they really love 12 personnel, so two yeah. tight ends on the field a lot. Um, I, I really liked Foster Moreau. I thought he was, you know, either underdrafted or, or, you know, should have been picked up if you've got a deeper league. Um, yeah, I like that one. I like that one for sure. You have any uh, anyone you're looking to buy from these Las Vegas, or are you just waiting for uh, that rookie they're going to take? No, actually, I'm going to buy Derek Carr. I was shocked to see that he was di- – That where do you think he is in, in December um, uh, DLF ADP? 25? Yeah, well, he's 28. 28. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, I'm sorry. To me, that's unbelievable. He's turning 29. I, I, I'm i not sitting here saying this show isn't about, well, these episodes are not about who do we love as a player. It's about the value. And as a starting quarterback that seems pretty safe, quarterback 28 is crazy. So, so get this. Here's the quarterbacks around him. He's behind Tom Brady, mm. Trubisky, Brissett, Minshew, Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, I guess some I of those guys. Yeah, I, I would take him over anyone in that group. But oh, really, I would personally. But I, I just can't believe that that that's like the last three quarter, last four quarterbacks. Yeah, in, I've heard in a Dynasty. lot of rumblings though that he may be gone. Do you think that? I don't know, but even if he is, he's going to start somewhere else. Do you think so? Did you watch the NFL this year? That's true. There a lot were, of really bad quarterbacks. Tons of horrible quarterback like? play. But yeah, no. So quarterback twenty eight is going to cost you virtually nothing i think um especially you know in a two quarterback league it's it's going to cost you very little so i would be interested let's put it that way at least let's i would be putting out feelers for what that would cost so he signed a five-year contract in 2017 and was the highest paid quarterback at that time so yeah i mean he it's not going to be easy for them to get out from his contract until 2022, 2023. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And we expect for them to bring in weapons. Yeah. Oh, they have to bring in weapons. They tried to. He yeah. just yeah, and went crazy. Yeah. Put a football and called the GM a cracker. Yeah, that's tough. I, I'm not saying I love him, but I'm saying at quarterback 28, I'm, I'm going to toss an offer out. Okay. Makes sense. Anyone you're looking to sell? Um, no. Nope. I think Josh Jacobs is I, – I, I don't – personally, I don't love Josh Jacobs. I don't – talent-wise, I don't see him as 
um, a top 10 dynasty running back, but he got the ball a ton of times, and that's what you want. Um, the line is decent. So I think he's priced at his ceiling, though, so I could see someone sell, saying, I'm going to sell Josh Jacobs at running back seven because it's hard for me to imagine a world where he's higher than RB7. Yeah. I think this class is going to push him down a couple spots. So I think it, you definitely could sell Josh Jacobs. Um, he's young. It, it, it's not always you know the best move to sell like these super young running backs but i could definitely see selling josh jacobs but but really he's 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 really the only guy like they don't have a lot of weapons no, at all no they have no weapons a wide receiver no you know waller's well priced in in mid to mid to late uh five to ten tight end yeah, yeah. i'm I, I, i'm i'm with you on that there there was no one i i was looking to sell you can't really would it's you shop to, Jacobs at no, RB7? No. Yeah, he's getting the ball a ton. Gruden's rolling back the clock. He's a first-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to— Can you see him going higher than seven, though? No. That seems like his ceiling, I think right? I think he's right. He, he's priced where he should be, so he he's a hold to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that, that put him in a hold. How about a how about a rookie you'd look to add to that? Yeah, and this will make my Derek Carr buy look yeah. even better. But I think if it, they, they need a wide receiver one so badly. Again, they tried with AB. That— was their fault, but wasn't their fault. No, I yeah. mean, he's crazy. They probably should have known that. They also didn't pay much for him. Um, so if Judy or Lamb in the first round, um, I, I forget where they pick, but if Judy or Lamb, I think they pick mid-teens probably. Yeah. If Judy or Lamb falls to their pick, uh, that that would be, to me, great and would really help Derek Carr and that offense. Um so that would be my rookie. I don't fit. see that happening. So I, I have Henry Ruggs. Yeah, uh, he could be. A lot of people call him the best wide receiver on Alabama over Judy. I think that's a little, yeah, little extreme. But he does have elite four two speed. He, you know, what's going to happen when he runs under a four three? He can run the full route tree. And from what I've read, he is super competitive at Alabama. He wanted the ball every single time. And I just picture him fitting in this offense, uh, filling in that downfield spot like that they're looking because. Carr is conservative, but he's also never had a receiver he can throw downfield to. Yeah. So you got Jacobs in the flat, Waller underneath, and then Henry Ruggs stretching the field. I think it the offense was better than I expected this past year. I did it yeah, especially early on. Yeah, especially early on. It wasn't great, but it it wasn't as terrible as it should have been for the undrafted free agent wide receivers they had out there playing. Yeah, I want to dig into Henry Ruggs a little bit more because it, there was a lot to see with Alabama with Judy, Devonta Smith, Henry Ruggs, even uh, Jalen Waddle, who we'll talk about next year. Yeah, um, good running backs. There was a lot to dig in there. Um, they'd have to take him in the first round, I would guess, right? I've seen some Tyreek yeah, Hill yeah. comparisons. Yeah, I think with he, Henry Ruggs, I think he'll be a first round unless they trade down to the beginning of the second round or something like that. Where do you think he would go if he goes in the first round to the Las Vegas Raiders? Where do you think he goes um, in a rookie draft? You thinking like ten to fourteen picks, ten to fourteen? Yeah, I twelve think, to fourteen. I think he could if he's a first round pick. He falls into the, you know right now we have Judy and Lamb as that top tier wide receiver, yeah. and then Higgins, Rager. Chenault and Ruggs. It would be kind yeah. of that second tier for me if he's a first round pick. Um, he could, I think he'd he'd be the one a little more uh, based on his draft pick. I might move down a little bit mm-hmm. because of the size and you know a little bit of worries like that uh, versus some of the other re- receivers. I think like Higgins or Rager who are a little bit more insulated because I believe they're elite prospects coming out. Yeah. I think Ruggs is. I don't know yet. Uh, haven't dug in the, like you. I haven't not dug into the numbers too much uh, right now, 
But if he is a first round pick, I think he's in that still in that second tier. Yeah. I don't me. think he has a breakout age, which worries me a yeah. little bit. Um, I think his 700 yards is the most he's had, which isn't, you know, isn't the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. But, but having said that there is an extremely strong correlation between college dominator and breakout age and top 20 dynasty wide receiver. So that, that would worry me a bit, especially Absolutely. when looking at a T Higgins who has a 96 percentile breakout age. I think Jalen Rager has a 96 percentile breakout age. Um, yeah, I want to dig in more. Um, if he's, <laughs> if, if any of the Tyreek Hill comparables are even close, you, I mean, Derek Carr isn't Patrick Mahomes obviously, but yeah, you know, th- that's all very exciting, but we, we both agree that they need to add wide receivers badly because yeah. Tyrell Williams and, uh, Keelan Doss. Yeah. And who was even their wide receiver two on that team? Uh, someone that got hurt, I think. Oh, great. That's why Keelan Doss was playing. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So continuing on to the Los Angeles Chargers, anyone you're looking to buy from the LA Chargers, soon to be Las Vegas Chargers? Or no, it's still Los Angeles. Los was Angeles. San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> all these teams. I got the right, right, yeah. All these teams. I got the right around. name written down. I don't know why I said that. California doesn't care about football. Did, they were in San Diego this past year, right? No, they were in they were in Los Angeles this they're, season. They're in the temporary stadium, yeah, the yep. Coliseum. That's right, and it was always empty. It was yep. usually more away team. I mean, that's got to be so frustrating to be. A you're probably state. thinking because your man Philip Rivers was still driving up from San Diego, yeah, like every day to see his 15 kids from his 15 kids, <laughs> probably in his mini his Toyota Sienna. His Toyota Sienna. Uh, the Chargers. I, I am just gonna just keep beating the drum for the most undervalued player in football. I'm gonna take Austin Eckler, RB26. Um, I know, I get it. He's undrafted, yada yada yada. He's small, whatever. I don't care. He's 24 years old, and he's had success every single time that he's gotten a chance. RB 26 to me is a second round pick, and I would pay a second round pick for Austin Eckler. So looking at some trades, I want to see where Gordon goes. Obviously, but the problem is, the problem is if you buy now though, in Gordon resigns with LA then obviously he's probably not going to be worth the second round pick so maybe you might want to wait till Gordon but the problem is here's here's the thing folks if you if Gordon goes somewhere else you're not getting him for a second so you really just need to see how much you like that player and kind of make that decision before the chart the Chargers make a decision on Gordon because he's either going to be worth nothing or relatively nothing if Gordon resigns or he's going to be worth way more than what you want to pay and I'm seeing trades uh See what you think about this. Austin Eckler for Cooper Cup, a fifth and a sixth. It would depend on my team. Yeah. How about Austin Eckler for Eric Ebron in a third? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Ebron in a second. Uh, Rex Burkhead in a second for Eckler. <laughs> Why even put Rex Burkhead in there? Is it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm paying. I'm. I think at. Uh, I think at this point, I'm going to pay a second for him. Okay. So how about Ronald Jones a second and a fourth? I think that's probably perfect value. Yeah, yeah. I think I would just, you know, honestly, I think I would just take the Eckler side because if Gordon goes somewhere else, and you have to imagine that relationship is somewhat fractured, and maybe the Chargers are smart enough to see the landscape of the NFL and how these second contracts on running backs don't make sense, I, I, I'll take that chance to to think that Eckler could be a top 14 back if yeah. Gordon goes somewhere else. You're paying a second play. You're would you pay a first? No. No? I don't think. I guess it depends on where I'm picking maybe, but, you know, 
I think if I was considering paying a first, I would want to wait at least until the draft to see kind of how the combine went, what draft capital's like, and just see how that part falls out. Yeah, makes sense. My buy is the other running back on this team, yeah. not Melvin Gordon, Justin Jackson, yeah. RB61. He's probably on your waiver wire, possibly on your waiver wire. If not, he would be a throw-in and a pick. I saw him traded for fab bidding dollars. Saw him <laughs> traded What a for, slap in the face. <laughs> saw him traded for a sixth or seventh round pick, which... Stupid. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if Gordon is gone, Eckler and Jackson, they've been a very productive combo. Yeah, and Jackson, if Gordon's gone, I'm buying Justin Jackson too. Yeah, yeah. At... at as cheap as he's been, uh, they wanted they used him. Mm-hmm. He got hurt this year, the calf injury. I think that hurt his value pretty significantly. He does not have much like Eckler. He was a seventh round pick, I think, but he stuck around and was super productive in college and super productive whenever he got on the field with the Chargers. So he's the type of player I'd love to have in my taxi squad or the end of the bench. For me, that has a lot of upside. Justin Jackson is for this is real real football here. Justin Jackson is free for the Chargers. I mean, as a seventh round pick, he's making six hundred and forty five thousand dollars probably. Austin Eckler is a restricted free agent after the season who made six hundred and forty five thousand dollars last year. So, if you're the Chargers, man, I don't know. I want to upgrade my quarterback, and and I'm going to let Eckler and and Jackson, and Jackson run the backfield. Take over. Yeah, yeah, because Gordon's going to go ten million. He wants eight to ten million. I'm sure. I'm sure he wants more than that, but he's not going to get it. No, no. And I think, yeah, I think Eckler won't ever be a three down back. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want to use him that way. But man, his pass catching ability and his running ability is is his pass catching ability is elite for a running back. Uh, I think that's a great combo. How about someone you're looking to sell from the Chargers? Uh, I think actually the the I could see the idea of of selling Melvin Gordon, um, but. I think the assets are pretty well priced overall. I, I saw Allen is wide receiver twelve in ADP. Mike Williams is wide receiver thirty. Henry's a top five tight end. Gordon is RB fifteen. So I actually think that all of those assets are pretty well priced. I wanted to sell Gordon until I saw RB fifteen because whether he comes back to the Chargers or goes somewhere else, he's going to be the guy there. And I think that's well worth RB fifteen. Um, I wanted to trade Mike Williams. But RB thirty or wide receiver thirty seems pretty fair for his production. Even though I, I know he had a thousand yards, I wasn't thrilled by still getting ninety targets, um, a twenty yards per reception, yeah. which does not seem repeatable. But wide receiver thirty just seems like that's the range of of something like that. Yeah, he, he, I'm, not, I'm certainly not like buying wide receiver yeah. two on that team. I'm selling Keenan Allen. He's mm-hmm. wide receiver twelve. I'm the trade finder, DLF trade finder. I saw a lot of first plus. Yeah. So I'm getting a first plus Hollywood, a first plus Hardman, a first plus some of these receivers you're able to throw in. I think he will continue to be productive in the role he plays. He's got like a uh, what I want to call a good old man game. Yeah. Uh, he was never an elite athlete wide receiver he or always, an athlete <laughs> or an athlete uh he always won with his uh his route running ability but next year is he will be 28 it's about to be his eighth year in the league where we generally see receivers production plateau or start to decrease in their eighth year in the league i mean we talk about running backs he has a lot of wear and tear on his body he had injury questions early uh has been relatively healthy the last few years so if you've been using him you've been happy but i think now's the time to get out on him there's also questions about that offense mm-hmm. is philip rivers back if not are they bringing in a rookie rookie quarterback and you don't feel great about having a rookie quarterback and a 28 year old receiver what about tyrod 
Tyrod. Tyrod <laughs> could come in. I don't feel great about having Tyrod no. and uh, Keenan Allen. Um, no, Keenan Allen makes sense. His production screams wide receiver 12. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the guys around him. Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, DJ Shark, Allen Robinson. I would take probably any of those guys. Any of those in your... Especially if you're going to add a, a sec, late second or third to them. Yeah. I'd, I'd take that deal on the other side every time. Absolutely, absolutely. And Keenan Allen, he has a ceiling. It's His touchdowns, it's just never there. PPR leagues, he's been great. Um, but if he's your wide receiver one... You'd be a little bit nervous about. I think upgrading to Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton plus something, uh, or one of these first plus. I like the first plus Hollywood. A lot of upside there. Yeah. How about a rookie you'd like to see head to the L.A. Chargers? Yeah, I think Philip Rivers is toast in my opinion. He's he's an unrestricted free agent, which is you almost never see quarterbacks become unrestricted free agents. No, not it, been productive as he right has. when quarterbacks change teams. And it's not through a trade, which doesn't happen that often either. It's weird scenarios like Kirk Cousins got franchised and transition tagged so many times that it wasn't even legal anymore to do it. <laughs> um, it, it never happens where a quarterback becomes an unrestricted That's free agent. Skins. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so... there that's telling to me uh, watching him play is telling that he's toast um i don't know if he's coming back i don't really care to be honest they have pick six in the draft i think if tua falls past miami at five that's a no-brainer at six as long as the physicals at the combine um as long as tua can pass all of the combine physicals regarding his hip and there's no you know long-term question marks there i think two is a no-brainer if two is gone at five to Miami, because that seems like that would be a decent pick if he passed his physicals, you'd have to take a long look at Herbert, to be honest. I think based on the last couple drafts, Herbert is certainly worthy of a top 10 pick, just based on what we've seen taken in the first 10 picks in the last few drafts. Um, you know, the Josh Allens, the Josh Rosens, yeah. the et cetera, et cetera, the D- Danny Dimes, all these guys. Herbert is definitely in that class. Um Rosen would be interesting if Tua went yeah. to Miami. Uh, he's lost. He would be pretty cheap for the Chargers, and I know they were interested in him uh, whenever the Cardinals were first looking to move on. And he kind of fits that. He's a he's a West Coast boy, California Golden boy. Uh, he'd be interesting. I actually have Justin Herbert as my rookie. Yeah, uh, lost some shine because he didn't come up in in big games. Played well in the Rose Bowl. But I thought that just followed Philip Rivers perfectly, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't need to win playoff games if you're a Charger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He just you, you think they'd have to take him at six, right? Yeah. Okay. And it, that seems fair. I mean, uh, we need to dig more into Justin Herbert. But what we've seen, the quarterbacks get a huge bump in the draft. We all know that. He should have came out last year. He should have. He had a little bit more shine. Um, he, Like I said, him not coming out last year kind of makes sense for when I watch him. It doesn't seem like there's... Uh, you know, excess yeah. confidence there. But yeah, no, I, I think that all makes sense. They need a quarterback. Um, Rosen is an interesting case because he was taken, where was he taken? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay, so as a top 10 pick, for him to start one season, which, I mean, he didn't look great, but that was one of the worst offenses in NFL history. I mean, Mike McCoy, if he ever gets a job again, yeah, just that he shouldn't. Um it would be interesting to see Josh Rosen not get another chance based on his draft capital because he goes to Miami, and now they're going to take a quarterback. 
They're not going to yeah, give him a shot. It's been so, a rough start to his career. Yeah, but they ha- he has to get another chance. Could he resurface in New England? Could he resurface with the Chargers? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. His uh, learning a third offense in his first three years in the NFL. Yeah. We see that happen so much, though, that the, you know, Mariota, quarterback's a minefield. Yeah. Quarterback's a minefield. So that wraps it up for us in the AFC, our buy, sells, and rookies. Uh, rookie beginning talk. Uh, next week we are going – yeah, next week we will continue on to the NFC NFC East. We'll talk about our buys, sells, and rookies we'd like to see. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Uh, stick with us. We appreciate you guys listening. And um, more to come on the NFC, and then, and then we'll, we'll dig into the rookies. You can follow us on Twitter at Dynasty In Depth, and be sure to check out our website, DynastyInDepth.com, uh, as well as Radar, Radar Podcast if you like it on iTunes, Google 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 Podcast, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. We're we're on pretty much everywhere. Uh, please rate us, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks everyone.